Welcome to this week's episode of Real Men Talk Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about marriage, the biblical definition of marriage, uh, the attacks that we see against marriage, um, the importance of sexual relations between man and, and woman in the sanctity of marriage, uh, what our marriage is supposed to look like, leading your marriage as a man, fighting for your marriage, and how the God that we serve is a family man. That's what's coming up next. You're listening to the Real Men Talk Podcast, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Now here are your hosts, Anthony Crenat and Craig Reynolds. Hey, 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 welcome to this week's Real Men Talk Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about marriage. Um, a lot of times I, I, when, when we talk about marriage, I really think that men have a Overall, I don't want to say all men, but overall men have a uh, misunderstanding of marriage. Um, you know, I've been married for 18 years and um, I by no means even now have figured it out. And for a long time, I realized that I, I, I did it wrong. After I had been married for a long time, I realized I, I was doing it wrong. Um, I didn't understand my my whole role as a man in marriage. I didn't understand my my wife's role in marriage. Um, I didn't understand the importance um, that sex plays in marriage. To me, it was just sex. Um, I didn't understand the the dangers um, that the enemy had on my marriage. Um, all these different things and the things that, that attacked it every day. And so today we're going to kind of tackle some of this stuff. And, and I really like to start off with, with the attacks that uh, that are happening on our on marriage as a whole. You know, Craig, here you are. You're getting ready to get married. Yeah. How how, how long before you get married? Uh, just a little over two months. A little over two months. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love being married. Um, th- this year in June, I'll be married for 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. Wow. I'm old. <laughs> well, I, I, I wasn't gonna say it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realized that. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah, I'll be graduated for 20 years this year. Okay, stop while you're here. Yeah, right, I you. know, it's bad. All right, but anyways, so... It smells, it smells like a nursing home in here. <laughs> but we, we get looking at at marriage, you know, and and th- these attacks that are happening today, and a lot of it, I think that uh, two different things are happening. Outside of the church, they're kind of trying to completely destroy the biblical view of marriage. Um, they're, they're trying to redefine the, uh, the definition of marriage. Um, they, they don't longer want to view marriage as, as a man and woman. You even see it now that parent one and parent two, mm-hmm. you, you know, they're trying to completely, you know, even in a, a, a biblical stage of marriage where you have one man and one woman, they're trying to redefine that as parent one and parent two, you know, and then you have same sex marriage and th- these, these women who are uh, transgender turning themselves into men and men who are turning themselves into women and then, and then having same sex marriage. I mean, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at, yeah. at all. And, and in, in all this, it, it shows the, uh, the insanity that is taking place in, in, in our nation. It, well, I shouldn't say in our nation, in our world on the attack of biblical marriage. And there's a real, reason why this is happening because the family is what god has set up to to run this world right you you know that the 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 aspects of having a husband in the home 
the aspects of having a, a wife in the home, raising their children together, how strong a family a family is, and the effects that it has on a nation is is detrimental um, to to the growth of of a nation. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, in our last episode, we talked about spiritual warfare, and uh, you know, the attack against marriage is no is no exception. Uh, it is a it is a, another form of spiritual warfare. Um, you know, the reason that you see such an attack on marriage and this perversion when it comes to what the true definition of marriage is, is because marriage is an image of God. Right. It, it is a direct image of God. You look at uh, in the beginning, it said uh, Genesis chapter one, verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And in, in the image of God, you know, he said, let us, that was a plural. That, that's talking about the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. You know, you look at marriage, you know, he saw man was, wasn't, uh, had, didn't have any help he right. was by himself. So you see that God wasn't good for him to be alone. Wasn't good for him to be alone. Genesis 2 and 18 said, and the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Right. And, and if you look, when you look through that, you know, he, he goes through all the things that are on the earth. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to find Adam a, a helper, and and none of the, none of the things that were there were of any substance. Okay, yeah. so you you know you look at this, and, and and I wonder sometimes why that verse is even in the Bible. Okay, so because God knew, I mean, He knew right. He was going to have to make woman. You know, and I really think it was in there for more than more for us than it was anything else. You, you know, showing us that that nobody else can replace a, a wife, that nothing else can replace a family. Yeah. You you know God designed you know, that that's one of the biggest reasons why the enemy hates marriage is because it was designed by God to exalt God. Yes, it, a family, a, a biblical marriage is a a sign of worship. It's a it's symbolic, like you were talking about. You, you know, to to the Trinity, to God. You know, and so there's so much symbolism in 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 a marriage it, that that Satan hates. Yeah. He hates and he is doing everything that he possibly can to completely distort and disfigure. He doesn't want to just ruin it. He wants to completely just manipulate it to where to the point to where it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know and and just like within the Godhead of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know, the number 3 in Hebrew means harmony, completeness. And in the family unit, that's how it's supposed to be is is, is harmony and within marriage. And yeah, you definitely see this attack in, uh, in this nation and, you know, within our nation, especially. And, um, and, you know, you look at, um, even within, like we've talked in past episodes within the schools and and things like that, what are they being taught of, of what marriage is supposed to be like? It's not, it's not a traditional, um, what it used to be, you know, where, you know, um, the man, you know, he was the primary provider and, and everything like that. Now that's a toxic trait to have. Um, you know, now it's, you know, parent one, parent two, like you were saying, and I, I read something the other day that, that really, really, uh, stuck out to me, but it said in 1930, 83% of adult Americans were married today. Only 49.7% of American adults are married. It said almost 50% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. 
researchers estimate that 41% of all first marriages end in divorce. That's right. And it's just as, as it's just as prevalent in, in the church. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. prevalent in the church, you know, yeah. and I was really, I was looking at some, some statistics and, um, I had noticed that the divorce rate has gone down in the last three or four years. And I'm like, man, that just, that just doesn't seem right. Well, it's because less people are getting married. Yeah. They see no purpose in, in having uh quote unquote documented, right. You know, there, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no important, you know, they've taken away from the, you know, um, the true meaning of what marriage is. And even in itself, that's perversion. Right. You know, and, and, you know, people want to look at it as, you know, just same sex. No, no. I mean, that's perversion too. That's sin, just as sinful. Yes, absolutely. You know, and you, these people who uh, think it's okay just to, to, just to live in, you know, these, and there, there are detrimental con, uh, consequences for that. Just like there is the same sex marriage. Yes. You, you know, and, and the way that, because what it is, is there's no accountability for this marriage. No. Or for, for this relationship, you know, so these people, they're having children, um, you know, they can walk away from it. It's no big deal. Um, you, you know, and again, our, our children are raised to not understand the importance of it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the simple fact that people do not understand the importance of marriage today. Yeah. You know, and, and everything, you know, you want to talk about attacks on marriage, you know, you, we've mentioned the LGBTQ and stuff like that, but, but sex, the, the, the sexual, um, yeah, I don't even necessarily want to call it a revolution, but but the the views on sex yeah. today, um, he, you know, sexualizing everything, yeah, everything, it, you know, there's no pornography, whole, yeah, no whole bars on on anything. It's it's just a free for all when it comes to anything sexual. Yes, anything that'll make you feel good. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about personal gratification, and 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 having you know what what will make you happy. You know, I've I've seen that a hundred billion times. You you know, well, it it'll it'll make them happy. You know, you know, sex will, will it, it's it's more gratifying or or this or that. You know, and, and and we're not talking about just just sex outside of marriage. We're talking about you know the same sex. Yeah. Um, we're talking about you you know uh, orgies and all these different things that, that these people do. They are all just as big of an abomination and just as big of a an attack on marriage as the LGBTQ is. Yeah. You know, every, every bit of it. And, and to be real honest, that's how it all started. Yeah. You know, that, that's how it all started. You, you know, and, um, I, I read a thing, um, t today actually, you know, and it was talking about in 1940s, I think is what it was, um, was when the, um, members of the LGBTQ then, I, they didn't really have a name for it then, mm -hmm. you know, when, and they were asking for, for a different definition, you know, then it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, a relationship. It was, it, it was a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it, a partnership. Yeah. You, yeah. you the, it could not be defined as marriage. Yeah. It couldn't right. be defined as marriage. And so they went in and they redefined it. Mm. You know, to where to where they can actually have a definition of, you know, that's that's the beginning of the downward spiral to what we see today. Yeah, and um, you you know the all sexualizing everything and and making everything okay and and it is as as um uh, accessible as the palm of your hand. You know, just being able to 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 pull anything up on a phone, on a laptop, on anything like that, um. And it, and it, it's it's insane, and it is all an attack on a biblical marriage. Yeah, well, and 
and throughout history, um, you know, throughout the Bible, everywhere you read, and a, a lot of people don't realize this, is that when there was great families, great nations were built. And when the family units started being tore apart, the nations fell. When they started coming against the biblical definition of, yes. and that, you know, uh, Babylon, Egypt, Rome. And um, in 1947, there was a guy, um, I believe he was from, uh, he was a Harvard University sociologist named Carl Zimmerman. He wrote a report and he, and he talked about how that every great empire slash nation, you know, became great when they had great families, but fell when they got away from the family unit. And, uh, and you know, this is something he studied about, you know, for a period of time about, uh, you know, the rise and fall of major empires throughout world history you know, and trace what happened to the family units and everything. And, um, and, and before the falls, this is what the family looked like. These were some key points that he found in his study. And, and mind you, this was 1947. So this was a very long time ago. Right. And he said one was marriage loses its role, providing a steady and secure emotional base loses its sacredness and alternative forms of marriage are advocated. People lose sight of the mutual respect and support which is a healthy marriage Two, instead of supporting each other in complementary and cooperating roles, men and women compete. The two genders seek to dominate each other. Instead of seeking opportunity and justice, the genders, the genders radicalize focus on secondary issues and destabilizing society and ultimately hurt people by placing politically defined demands upon them and setting ideological standards for success. Instead, working for fairness, radicalized genders attempt to manipulate public opinion on a variety of issues and direct the lives of people. Three, parenting becomes more difficult. Children are attempting to cope with a, or with a chaotic society, and parents are called upon to provide more guidance. Four, adultery is celebrated, not punished. People who break their promises to their spouses succeed and are admired. Five, Incre an increasing percentage of the population begin to engage in incestuous activities and in homosexual activities. Uh, one author, author had summarized uh, Carl Zimmerman's work in this way. Eight specific patterns of domestic behavior uh, typified the downward spiral of each uh, culture that Zimmerman studied. It was marriage lost its sacredness and it's frequently broken by divorce. Traditionally meaning, tr traditional meaning of the marriage ceremony is lost. There is an increased public disrespect for parents and authority in general, an acceleration of juvenile delinquency, promiscuity, and rebellion occur. There is a refusal of people with traditional marriages to accept family responsibilities, a growing desire for and acceptance of adultery is evident. There is increasing interest, interest, interest in and spread of sexual perversions and sexual sex related crimes. Holy smokes. Yeah. Look at what's going on in the USA today. To the T. Yeah, all of this stuff. All of this stuff is going on. And, um, you know, and again, it's all an attack on marriage. It is all a a, a ploy to bring down, uh, well, really what it all boils down to, it's a, it's a ploy to bring down the church. Oh, yeah. It, it is what it is. It, when, when it's all summed up, when it's all brought together, yes, it is. It is attack on marriage. And Satan does hate marriage. But it's because there's strength in the marriage, not because it's marriage, but because God created it and God designed it that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, and when you get into, get into the attacks of the sexualizing everything, you know, the, 
go back to the sexual revolution, you go back to feminism, you go back to, you know, when the LGBTQ started and all these different things. And they were all designed to bring down the marriage. Yeah. But we're going to talk more about it after the break. Here comes commercial. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. Welcome back. All right, so we're talking about marriage. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about today was what a marriage is supposed to look like. When when you look at um, the biblical definition of, of a marriage, you know, you look at, at Genesis, you go back to the beginning. It's the only place to start. It's the only place to really understand. You, you know, we talked a little bit about how, how God was looking for, for a helper, um, you know, for, for Adam. Couldn't find anybody. Finally got decided he was going to make Eve, you know, put Adam to sleep, pulled out a rib, which is very significant. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Um, and, but it says, says in, in second Gen- Genesis chapter 24, it says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united as one. A biblical marriage is this, a husband and a wife. And, and, and I know, I know everybody's like, uh, that's, yeah, we, we knew that, but there's, there's highly significance in, in this. Um, you know, the, the two becoming one, you know, just as, as we are one in Christ, you, there are a lot of symbolisms here and, and nothing can take, nothing can, can change that definition. There is no other definition of marriage. It doesn't matter what anybody says. There is no, um, other forms of marriage, uh, everything else that is outside of that definition is not marriage. Um, and, and so we really want to, want to look at, you know, okay, so, so uh, along with the tax of marriage and what a marriage looks like, uh, um, you know, what your wife, what the roles that, that you play, you know, the husband plays, your wife plays, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, just like you, uh, you said in Genesis chapter, uh, was it, which chapter again was it? Chapter two. Chapter two. Yeah. You know, in Christ, he, he, um, quoted that same scripture in Matthew 19, four and six, when he said, you know, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And, um, and you know, that's, that is the, the, um, just definition biblical definition of marriage you know it's a it's a representation of our relationship with god as well between man and god uh you know i i found something that was pretty interesting he said that you know for jews you know the significant of marriage the marriage covenant uh was symbolic because it represented the covenant between god and his people israel and uh for christian christians as us as christians that marriage goes beyond an earthly covenant it also means it's a divine picture of the relationship between Christ and the bride, which is the church. And uh, it's a spiritual representation of, of our relationship with God. And, you know, marriage, you know, it, 
it, it is instituted on earth, but it wasn't a, an earthly, uh, institute or an earthly developed no. thing. It was a heavenly maze. Yes. And, um, and you know, the great, you know, you see might sound weird to some listeners, but one of the greatest examples of a marriage of a covenant was between Jesus Christ and God, the father oh, and their relationship that they had. And, you know, like you said, uh, within the family unit, husband, wife, kids, whatever, you know, you, we've all seen that picture of the umbrella, you know, you got yes. the top umbrella, which is above everything is Christ. And then you got the husband, the husband, he's to protect the family. He's to lead the family. He's to provide for the family. Under, under the husband comes the wife. She's to comfort, to teach, to nurture. And then under her is the children, and their, their, uh, their objectives are to love their parents and to obey their parents. Right. And, and, you know, that is, a, that is designed like that for a reason. Right. Yeah, and, and, and the roles have been, have been skewed over, over time. The, the roles, uh, you know, you look at feminism and stuff like that and, you know, the, the toxic masculinity and, and all these different things. And, and so men, even men today don't even know what the role really is as a husband. No. You know, even in, even in a traditional or biblical marriage where you have one man and one woman, they, they don't understand the roles. Um, men aren't leading their, their homes. Men aren't, um, taking care and protecting you know, they're out, out playing like boys all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they, um, uh, what is it? Adult adolescence. I already yeah. called one time, you know, um, and, and so you, you have these, and so there's no trust that's built between the wife and the, and the husband. And, and so it begins to destroy the marriage. It just, it destroys what is what it's supposed to be and what it is, you know? And so to understand the roles, it, you know, you look at, you look at, um, uh, Corinthians, and, you know, it's, it says that, you know, that a husband is to love his wife as Christ loves the church, you know, and, and we, we like to use that a lot, you know, and be like, yeah, you know, well, the, the, the wife is supposed to be submissive, you know, which is the next couple of verses down, you know, the wife is supposed to be submissive to the husband and, and to where that's true, but the, the men have a much larger, larger duty um, or role to play than, than the wife, because we have, we have big shoes to fill, you know, it says that, that we are to, to love the wives as Christ loves the church. Christ gave his life for the church. Yeah. He gave everything for the church. The, the church is not an object to him. The, the church is not a, um, a, you know, a sense of property to him as women has been viewed in the past. You, you know, they are not, um, even, even in Jewish history, you you look at at the the way that they viewed women and stuff like that even today you know as property and as you know all that stuff that's not the way God designed marriage no marriage has been done wrong for a very long time which is the reason why the feminist movement even happened in the first place um is because they they weren't being treated right you, you know is it okay for a wife to go out and work yeah i mean if if that's what needs to happen you know and all these different things she shouldn't have to be treated differently no. You know, she plays a vital role, especially when it comes into the family. You know, there, I heard a saying one time behind every great man is a better woman. Yeah. And there's so much truth to that. You know, that you, you see a successful man, you, you know, that a successful married man, he will have a very strong wife. Um, somebody who's going to keep him in line and stuff like that. But it's because she is, she is his counterpart. She is the one, everything that he is not, she is. You know, and that's the way that God designed marriage. You know, we're, we're not, you know, yes, the husband 
is the leader of the home and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that that the wife is lesser than. No. She plays just as important of a role because she she's able to fill in all the gaps that the man can emotionally. And, you, you know, um, with, you know, um, with children and different things like the caring, the, the nurturingness that, that she has towards children and the patience that a lot of men don't have, you know, the, 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 um, um, just all around sometimes just being able to, to, to think clearly, you, you know, sometimes with us as men, we get so overwhelmed, so worked up. I know I do, yeah. you know, and my wife, Dusty, she's like, Whoa, chill out. Yeah. You know, you need to recess, uh, assess this situation that you're not thinking about this thing clearly, you know, and sometimes just being able to step back and, and look at those things, you, you know, and, and stuff like that. And so to understand that the wife, the wife's role is just as important and they should be looked at as that. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, uh, a lot of men, they want to use that scripture that says, you know, like you said in Ephesians that says, you know, submit to your husbands and they, you, you know, and they don't want to follow up with, you know, to love your wife as, you know, Christ loved the church. But, you know, even Peter said in first Peter three and seven said in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should. So your prayers will not be hindered. So, I mean, we are, you know, and and this, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not married yet. Uh, A couple, you know, just a little over two months away. Uh, So this has been a, this podcast here, this episode has been, been very beneficial for me because I get to hear some insight from somebody that's been, married for almost 20 years and then our producer he doesn't have a microphone he's been married for some time old stone cold steve awesome and uh i wish he had a mic but uh you know uh, he, he I, I know he would tell you that uh, like you said earlier behind every great man's is an even better woman he would attest to that um and i'm you know i know i'm gonna have a have a way better woman than what i am as a man right so i'm looking forward to doing this journey but um but you know, it, you know, even in our uh, our relationships, I'll, you know, I'll use my personal uh, relationship as an as an example with my fiance is learning each other, you know, uh, learning each other's ticks, each other's, uh, you know, what pushes each other's buttons and not to cross those lines, you know, because I, I, I'm guilty of just like any man, I can get impatient pretty fast, uh, and I tend not to show it in the best way sometimes, you know, and don't we all, and when, uh, when we read these scriptures, it's really a gut check. That's it why it's, Im- it's important to see what the word says, because it makes you feel about two inches tall when you, you know, you get mad and upset and throw a little temper tantrum. Same and things you, you don't that, mean. And you're like, Oh, okay. yeah. All right. And then you realize, wow. Well, okay. So the same grace that was given to me, I'm supposed to, okay. All right. That's, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And, and another thing that, that people don't understand. Yes. Men, Men, we are to lead. We are to be strong. We are supposed to be the protectors. We are supposed to provide. We are supposed to have uh, have the counsel, you know, all this stuff. But, but another thing that a lot of men want to leave out, you know, it says that, that men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Well, what was Christ? Christ was a servant, you know, and and we don't we don't like that part of it. You, you know, they, there's nothing wrong with a man doing dishes, and a man vacuum cleaning and helping, especially when you have a house where where both 
the the husband and the wife work. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just as big of a role for the husband to help provide and help, you know, clean up and stuff like that when the when the wife works. And, and, and unfortunately, we live in a society today that you almost have to have both the husband and wife, you, you know, work, which... Which, if you look back at in in the grand scheme of things, was an attack on the church, yeah, or, or oh, the, yeah. the family, you know, because it you took know, away from the kids. Absolutely, you know. And now you have you have children being raised by schools and you, and and all this stuff, you know. And we'll get into that, but um, but the men we want to come home and want to check out, it, you know. Um, we we've had a hard day. We've done this. We've done that. You know. Um, and, and we just, we just want to come home. We want to, we want to just escape everything, turn on something that's absolutely ignorant on the TV and just zone out. And that's not the way, that's not a biblical definition of a marriage. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be attentive. We're supposed to be there. We're supposed to, to help our wives, you know, like I said, especially if the, if the wife works, she, you know, she's putting in the hours and stuff like that. We are called to be a servant. You know, and so therefore we are, are to serve our wives. We are to serve our children. We are to serve, you know, that doesn't mean that, that we're not still the leaders. That doesn't mean that, that we, we don't, you know, be able to negate that role of it also. That doesn't mean the wife is to take, take charge of the family. That's, that's not what that is. We are, are to do that and be a servant. We play a big role in the family. And I don't think that a lot of men understand that. They want to sit back and they, they want to either, either A, they want, they want to allow the wives to just rule the roost, um, you, you know, let her wear the pants of the family because it's easier. They don't have to argue. They don't have to fight. They don't want to make any decisions. They, they just want to sit back or they become so overbearing that the wife is afraid to say anything and they just come home and they check out and the, the women and children are scared to even talk to him. Mm-hmm. And so he, either way, either role there is, is dangerous and it's, and it is toxic. You know, you have, you have a husband who doesn't want to lead and, and though, so he has no biblical influence, you know, he's not leading the family the way it, the way it's supposed to be. And so you, you don't have, um, the children aren't raised, you know, the way it is, it, I, I read an article one time and, um, uh, on marriage and it was talking about how you, you want to, you want to raise your children to be successful, love your wife. You want to, you, because what you're doing, you're raising the next generation. You want your chill, you want your young men to see how to treat a lady and you want your daughters to know how a man is supposed to treat a lady. You know, you, you have all these people who are searching for love, who are searching for, you know, uh, affirmation in anything possible because they're not getting it at home because they're not, you know, the husband is supposed to, they're supposed to, to provide for their children and, and love their children just like they love their wives, you know, um, and, and they're not getting it. You know, the, the women, you, you know, they're not, they're, uh, they're not getting the affirmation that, that they're supposed to get. They're not getting the, uh, the love that they need to get because the men are, or what, whatever you want to fill in the blank with, there's, there's a yeah. hundred different things that are, that are happening now. Um, you, you know, and, and we put so much emphasis on, on us. It's all about self gratification. Again, it, you know, what, what is going to make us happy? What's going to make us feel good? You know what? Well, I need the extra rest or, you know, I had a long day or, you, you know, I like this TV show or I want to watch football or I want to watch basketball, you know, whatever, whatever it is. When the whole time, the the rest of the family's screaming for attention. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes that's is it tough? Yes, 
We play we play a large role. It is tough, but nonetheless, it is a necessity. It is necessary for us to to fulfill those roles. Yeah. Well, and and you know, it's important to um, build a relationship, have a godly uh, Christ as your foundation in your marriage. You know, yes. you, you uh, read the parable that that Jesus taught of. You know, the two men that one built his house on on a on, on the solid ground and then one yes. building in the sand, which one lasts? It was the one that built it on the rock, you right. know, Jesus same, is a rock. Jesus is a rock. And that's the same thing with, you know, with marriage, you know, building, building that on that solid ground, that solid foundation on Jesus Christ. You know, um, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of people that don't do that, you know, they, they get married, they don't have that, that solid foundation. And then they, they crumble and they fall apart. And, you know, their kids stand by and they watch this and they see, well, look at mom and dad. They're always fighting and in divorce. That's why you see so many people that don't see the importance of having marriage now. Right. Is because, well, mom and dad didn't work for them. So what's the point of me doing it? They, they're not taught the importance. They're not shown the importance of, of true, the true definition of marriage. Right. And that's why it's important because, like you said earlier, you know, either we're going to teach them or the world will. Right. And which one do you want? You know, that's on us. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't even just necessarily have to be our, you know, I don't have kids, but I mean, you could show other people besides your kids, the true definition of marriage right. by your example, by discipleship, pulling them aside, pulling a young man aside and saying, Hey, you know, look, this is how you're supposed to treat a I mean, it doesn't have to just be, you know, somebody that you're raising, you know, it could right. be, you know, if you work in a school system, if you work in, uh, if you're, Sunday school teacher, or Wednesday night teacher at a church, anything, you know, yep. just being that, being that example. And, and holding, holding yourself accountable, you, you know, in, in the day and age when, when there is so many attacks, you, you know, one of the biggest attacks for men against marriage, um, for, for men who are already married is, is sex, you know, and everything, everything is sexualized. You can't mm-hmm. turn on the TV. You can't look at a billboard. You can't walk down the street you, you know, uh, um, Satan's biggest tool is yoga pants. Yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah. it, it is it's insane. You can't you can't turn a corner. It sex sex is everywhere. You, you know the the old slogan "sex sells." Oh yeah. It, you know, and so they just they throw it up and they plaster it everywhere. And and men are are constantly struggling to to um, stay away from that stuff. You you know constantly and. And men, we, we have to be on guard at all times. You know, what we're allowing in our homes. I was reading this thing today. You know, most most teenagers have seen multiple rated R movies. You know, what are in those movies? You know, there's sex in those movies constantly. You know, what are, what are our kids listening to? What are they watching? You know, as fathers, as leaders of our homes, we're responsible for that stuff. And the problem is, is most of the time, we're the ones guilty of it. So we feel bad about you know, not allowing the kids to listen to it uh, or do it because we've already done it and we're struggling with ourselves. So who are we to tell them not to, you know, and, and that in and of itself is a lie. We have, we are accountable for our families. And so as men, we have to abstain from evil. We have to, we, our role, our role is so important that we don't have the, the luxury of, self-gratification mm-hmm. you, you know well well 
I, I like I like action movies. Yeah, it's got, yes, I know it's got a whole bunch of uh, of uh, of scenes you know that I shouldn't see. You know, yeah, I know my kids seen it. You know, stuff like that. But I I really like it. No, that's not that's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. You know, well, I really like that 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 song. You know, it sounds really cool. It really gets me in the mood, especially when I'm in the gym and and, and stuff like that. You know, yeah, my kids heard it in the car. You know, and I know it talks about sex, and that's just about all it talks about. But, but that's 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 you know, you know, I enjoy it. We don't we don't have those luxuries as as men. We we have to abstain from evil. Jesus Christ is our joy. Yeah, He is our happiness. And the thing is, and another thing, a lot of people don't understand is that inside marriage, when you put Christ first. And you you try your best, and you will always fail. But when you you fail, and you pick yourself up, and you repent, and you go on, and you do your very best to to keep Christ centered of of your marriage, that marriage will be blessed. And there are so many things that that so many good things that come from a marriage. You know, fine. Your finances will be blessed. Your your every your relationship with your children will be blessed. Your relationship with your families will be blessed. You know, all these different blessings. It's not like it's just a uh, a constant work. There are so many things that God provides out of a, a biblical marriage and a sound marriage that that we don't we don't have to find gratification and all that stuff. We don't we don't need all that stuff. Christ will bless us to the point we are fulfilled. We are fulfilled in him. You just have to give him the opportunity to do so. And so many men, we don't we don't want to put in the discipline. We don't want to be in a word. We don't want to be in, you know, we don't want to put Christ first. That's a lot of work, you know. We would rather just check out and and, and do all this other stuff. You know, but we have to fight for our marriage. We have to we have to understand what our roles are. We have to understand who we are and what God has designed in us and, and and through us. And we have to understand that that we have to fight. You know, we talked about spiritual warfare. In the same way, we have to fight for our marriages. We have to be we have to be on our knees. We need to be in our prayer closets. We need to bind the spirit that the, the evil spirits that come against our family. We have to consistently and constantly be on guard for our families. If not, they will be devoured. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, you said something about, you know, what we watch, what we allow ourselves to hear, uh, you know, led me to this verse in Matthew chapter six, verses, uh, 22 and 23. And it says the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So, I mean, you gotta, at all points, you know, and that goes back to spiritual warfare as well. You know, the devil knows he, he studies you. He 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 knows he knows he, everything about you. Yeah, yeah. He has plots and 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 things to to put out there, snares. Uh, and you know, is it worth ruining possibly ruining your marriage? No. Right. So that movie, that song, that whatever it is, that website you shouldn't be going to. Just. Don't even don't even allow the devil to have that temptation against you. Yes. You know yeah. the thing is 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 as men we also have to understand that we're going to fail. Yeah, um, we're not going to get everything right. We are we're human. Um, but it goes back to fighting for your marriage. You know, yeah, okay, so I messed up. Whatever it is, um, I got angry and I yelled at my wife, or I 
fill in the blank. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what, what you put there. Either there are so many different traps and stairs. We could talk all night about that. Um, but we have to understand that when we fall, we pick ourselves back up. We, we show our children and our wives that yes, we are all human and our wives and our children are going to fail. Also, yes, women are not perfect. Um, you know, but that, that when we do fall, okay, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I messed up, you know, forgive me. And repentance is turning away from, you know, you, we are to, to turn away from that. And we, we have to understand that not only we have to fight for our marriage, God is for our marriage. He is for, God is a family man. Yeah. He is a family man. You know, yes. We talked about him designing the marriage. We talked about him, you, you know, all this stuff. We are the bride of Christ. You know, the church is a bride of Christ. He created, he created the marriage. He, he, he longs for the day that, that we are in heaven with him. He longs for the day that, that he can take his bride home, you know, and, um, you know, it talks about in, in Revelations 19 about how, you know, we are the bride, the bride of Christ and, and, and all, all this stuff. And, and we have to understand that, that we are not alone in this fight. We're not alone in this fight. God is for us. He's not against us. He loves a, a, a sound marriage that when you begin to try, you know, even the, let's, let's say right now we have a, a guy that's listening that his marriage is struggling. He hasn't been the, the, the biblical definition of a man. He hasn't been um, the leader of his home. He, he has failed in multiple areas. There is still grace. There is still an opportunity right now that you can, you can be like, all right, God, I realize the error of my ways. And I, I, I repent and I need help. God is for you. He will, he is there for that. He wants your marriage to succeed. Yeah. And I, you know, I just want to tell anybody that may be listening, any single man that whether you're single or maybe dating, um, but not married, you know, engaged, not married. Um, don't give in to the temptation of, of what's out there, you know, no matter how strong the urges are, I get it. Just wait to do any of those things until marriage that is, is sacred. It is, it is holy and, and don't give in to, uh, cause I know it can be very difficult, but it is hundred percent worth it because the condemnation and the guilt that can come with that and what the devil can use, it, it's just not worth it. Absolutely. And, and I should have mentioned this earlier and I wish I would have, but I want to make sure that it's in this podcast. You know, a lot of times what the reason why we, uh, we as men, we give into stuff like that. We, we have sex outside of marriage. When we, um, allow the sexual perversions to enter, uh, we, we entertain sexual perversions and stuff like that is because we don't understand sex. Mm-hmm. Us as men, we don't understand sex. We see it, uh, idolized everywhere. We see it, you know, all this stuff. I was married for 15 years before I realized that I was doing sex wrong. Mm. I had five kids before I realized that I was just using my wife to get off, mm. you, you know, and, yeah. um, and, and, and all these things. When, when you realize that sex is a sign of worship, you know, it is intimate mm-hmm. just like we were to be intimate with God. You know, it is designed to grow a marriage. It is, it is designed to, to pull a man and a woman together, you know, closer biblically, you know, yes, it is to be enjoyed. God made it enjoyable for a reason. It, you are supposed to have fun with your spouse. You are supposed to enjoy your spouse. 
um, you, you know, all these different things, but it's so, it's been so perverted and so, I, I don't even know what other word to use it. Twisted. Yeah. yeah. Twisted is a good word. You, you know, that, that we don't, we don't understand it's And it's not taught. It's not talked about, you know, it, growing up, we, you know, here, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 40 years old, but whenever I was a, teen, a teenager, um, you know, you didn't talk about sex. Sex was, it was a taboo subject. You know, you, the only thing we knew about sex then was we weren't, we weren't supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as, as a teenager, the more you tell me not to do something, I want to do it. Yep. You know, I didn't, I didn't understand why sex, we weren't supposed to have sex out of marriage. I mean, yeah, okay, the Bible said not to have sex outside of marriage, but nobody explained to me that sex is an actual sign of worship. Just like, just like going to church in, in, um, on Sunday morning and raise your hands and worship in Christ, you are worshiping inside your marriage. Mm-hmm. You, you are celebrating the the fact that God has created marriage, you know, through sex, and and because we don't understand sex, it's easy to distort. It's easy to pervert. It's easy to allow those perversions to come into your home because you don't understand that when you when you take the sex and and, and you don't understand what it is, it it's it, there. There's no reason to think of it any other way, and so. We as men, we have to understand why. Why sex is more than just getting off. Sex is more than is is more than just having children. Um, you know, and all that stuff. And we have to understand. We have to get to a point to where we understand that inside our marriage, that God designed sex. He he he. It is it is a. Um, it, it's not just something that we just do because we're people, you know, they're a man and woman, they love each other. You know, you hear the story about the birds, the bees, you know, well, a man and a woman, they, they, they love each other and they want to have a kid. So they, you know, they, they have sex and blah, blah. It's, it's so much more than that. And, um, and we, as men, we, we have to, we have to come to understanding of, of the, the true meaning of sex. All right, guys. Well, as always, um, we wanted to uh, let you know about Thursday nights. You know, we talk about things like this on, on um, at six thirty on Thursday nights uh, in here at the Palace of Praise. And if you can't make it, I understand. Find you a group of men to talk to, talk about it. If you're struggling in your marriage, if you're struggling um, with sex, maybe it's it's pornography, whatever it is. Find you somebody who's who's who can you can be accountable um, to. Find somebody, if you've got questions, if you've got, you know, maybe you just want us to, to pray for you. Uh, we have an email address, uh, realmenatthepalaceofpraise.com. We also uh, have a Facebook page, Real Men Ministries, that you can contact us. You can PM us um, and let us know uh, what's going on. Maybe you have questions. Maybe maybe you just want to uh, put in on on the uh, um, uh, on what we were talking about. Um, whatever, whatever it is, feel free to email us. Um, and always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, guide us as leaders of our homes, churches, and communities. And as always, teach us to be godly, courageous men. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you'd like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man ages 16 and up and would like to join the conversation, join us here at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. in room 400. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more.
Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Services. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.